little creeped out when I'm out in the woods. I don't know what it is, but something about the loneliness, the lack of sounds, human sounds. Maybe it's just the knowing that there are creatures around me, all around me, and any one of them could be watching me, hunting me. And today's story is kind of about a similar situation of what lurks in the woods when you think you're alone. So today we're going to be talking about a kind of understated famous cryptid in America named the folk monster. Now before we get started, I do want to say I realized I didn't post last week. Um, that was just because I just kept getting migraines and uh, I was trying to do the research and I couldn't even concentrate on what I was even looking at when I was watching videos and uh, reading about it. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to get nearly enough research done in order to have the podcast out in time. So I thought I would kind of extend this one, do a little bit more research, maybe look at it more extensively in a way that I definitely wouldn't have if I had tried to get it out uh, last week. So here we are. Like I said, we're talking about the folk monster today. Some people pronounce it folk. Some people pronounce it folk. So I looked it up and apparently it is supposed to be folk. So that's what we're going to say. And if the website lied to me, then the website lied to me, but I'm doing my best, you know. <laughs> but the folk monster, he actually has a couple of different names. The folk monster is known also as the Boggy Creek Monster and the Arkansas Sasquatch. Now, those are the different names that he's called today, but in the past, he was called other names, too. So he's got uh, m one of the like more modern monsters, I would say. His history is not that in-depth, and there hasn't been that much as far as, you know, historical documentation of him, anything like that. So he is kind of a newer guy, just like uh, just like Mothman, you know, he's in the, the last century. He doesn't have um, centuries of, you know, stories about him and stuff like that, like some of the other monsters that we talked about. This one is truly my idea of what a cryptid is and that he's not he's kind of like a guy you know <laughs> like there's one in particular and he's the one that people are looking for he's the one that people believe in although that is a little bit debated as well so the folk monster he is kind of like Arkansas's version of Bigfoot which is partially why I like him so much. I have a big, big place in my heart for Bigfoot. I don't know why, but something about him. I love him. And if you know anything about Bigfoot, you know that, you know, the OG Bigfoot lives out in the Redwoods uh, in California, like between there and Montana is where people typically see him. So this one is very far from home as far as the original Bigfoot goes. But if you also know anything about Bigfoot, you might know that some people believe that Bigfoot, Big Feet, I don't know what you would call the plural of Bigfoot, that it's a species and that they have different 
environments that they're not necessarily trapped to oh there's one bigfoot you know the one that was if you know anything about bigfoot you know there's a very specific video of bigfoot that was taken um i think in the i think in the early 1900s maybe like the 40s or 50s anyways some people think you know have the idea that there there's one bigfoot um she's a woman she's a female bigfoot (laughs) and that she was captured on video and whenever people think about Bigfoot, they think about this particular one. But some people think that Bigfoot is not just one or restricted to this one area, but that Bigfoot is actually a species and that it has adapted to different environments based on where it is. Just like anything, you know, just like birds. There's different birds for different climates, even squirrels, you know, they all look relatively the same. But there are some differences like fur color, fur thickness, even the way their ear hair looks, stuff like that. So that is what some people think um, about Bigfoot is that maybe it's a species that just has, you know, adapted to different environments and lives in different areas. And so a lot of people think that this monster, the folk monster, as it's called, is a bigfoot spinoff and they their idea is that that is what it is that they are looking at a bigfoot just not the bigfoot because you know it doesn't fit the geographical location required to be the bigfoot so something about a little bit about him what he does what he looks like Um, he's covered in really dark brown hair so this is very typical of bigfoot (laughs) and There are some conflicting reports about his appearance. Some people say he's about 7 feet tall. Some people say he's about 10 feet tall. Um, But something that people tend to agree on, and this is different than a typical Bigfoot, is that he only has three toes on each foot. Now, this is where the differences might come in for based on geographical location. Um, I know that this Bigfoot kind of lives in a more swampy environment. I don't know if the three toes would do it any good, whereas the typical one uh, lives, like I said, out in the redwoods and is in, you know, very hilly, very mountainous forest area. So he's got three toes on each foot. And of course, since he's a cryptid, he has red glowing eyes. So you can see him in the night. And the sightings of him began in the 40s and my favorite thing about (laughs) my favorite thing about this is okay if you know like I said I know a lot about Bigfoot (laughs) if you know anything about Bigfoot people just rag on the smell of Bigfoot they say that they wet dog is the the typical description of what a Bigfoot smells like to the point to where some people even say you can smell them coming you can smell if they're in the area You can smell if they've just left an area. And this example is very similar. People say that this one, the folk monster, smelled a lot like a wet dog. (laughs) And so they knew if he was around. You know, they were like, oh, he just left this pungent odor everywhere. So the sightings began in the 40s, but they didn't really kick off until later. So let's get into kind of how we know about this monster today. 
although the monster is called uh, the folk monster, it actually didn't originate in folk Arkansas. So the very first sighting that was reported, and I will say, this is a little bit debated. I saw some sources say that sightings began all the way in the 1800s and the early 1900s. But this was the one that I saw that was the most concrete of it had the most people saying it happened and it was kind of documented in the press. So people were able to see it more. It got more circulated more than just maybe like a word of mouth story like some of the other sightings. So this one was not in folk. It was actually in a place called Jonesville. So there was a boy who was this was in the 40s. There was a boy who was turkey hunting. And he was with his dog, and he says that he saw, you know, this big giant creature, and he gives the description saying that it was on the smaller end, not on the bigger end of things. Um, He does, you know, like I said previously, have a range of anywhere from 7 to 10 feet tall. So they said, or he said it was on the shorter end of things, smaller end of things, even though 7 feet tall is still pretty big. And he said that he shoot he shot at it with his birdshot and that the monster didn't react. And fortunately, he said that the monster didn't do anything to try to attack him or be aggressive towards him. So he got away and was totally fine to tell the tale later on. But at that point, he was called the Jonesville monster instead of the folk monster because that's where the original sighting began. Now, there was obviously a sighting in which he was adopted the name the Folk Monster, and this one was a lot more detailed, a lot more in-depth, and involves a lot more moving parts. And this sighting happened to the Ford family. So Bobby Ford, he is the man of the house, and he was with his friends and they were on a hunting trip you know they had gotten together for a hunting trip and they were outside in his front yard now his wife was in the living room and she was sitting on the couch and they had the window open so he had said that he was kind of hearing things seeing things around the house but nothing concrete had ever happened But they were all together. They all had their guns and everything because they were out in the middle of a hunting trip when he said that he saw it. And so him and his friends went around and they were looking for it when they heard his wife screaming. Now, she says that the thing actually reached inside her living room window and tried to attack her, but was scared off whenever she screamed. And so... Bobby and his friends were obviously scared and they tried to attack it. At this point, the creature was throwing rocks at them. And so they were able to try and kind of get its location based on where the rocks were coming from. And so Bobby Ford sees it and shoots at it. Now, this is kind of where things get a little bit questionable because there are two stories that I saw And neither one of them can really be proven because especially with the amount of craziness that was going on around them. And 
I don't know if you can hear my cat meowing. She is, she wants attention really bad. <laughs> but at this point, this is where things get dicey because they heard another scream. And at this point, it was, you know, his wife saying that she saw the monster again. Now, some reports say that there could have been two of them and that he was he shot one of them, but there was still another one on the loose. Now, some people say, well, maybe he shot it and it wasn't affected by the shots at all. So Ford sees it and he shoots at it again. Uh, they all get really scared and they run inside after they think that they've shot it. And that's when the next they, they call the police and the next day the police come out to investigate it. This is where I get to the place of why would they make this up? <laughs> now, I know a lot of people have the idea that people make up sightings and stuff like that for attention, for fame possibly for monetary gain. But at the same time, this was rural Arkansas. This was the 70s. And this was not anything that I think would help them gain any sort of popularity. If anything, I think it might do the opposite. Times are different now. And if you saw a monster, I think that people would think it was fun and it was cute. But the 70s in rural Arkansas, I think you could make yourself kind of an outcast by doing that and the story actually gets a little bit crazier and gives them even more credibility because the police came and they did a full investigation they checked out the whole crime scene and they saw claw marks on their front porch and damage to the house that could have been done by the rocks that were being thrown but they also saw footprints and this is kind of the first time where we had proof or evidence or whatever that it had three toes and that's where the whole three toe thing comes from because they see these three toed footprints and again they get a little bit more credibility because they had actually just purchased this house and they had lived there for a week whenever this all happened to them but they very quickly sold the house and got out of there now one could argue that possibly they didn't like the house for whatever reason they felt like they got ripped off or something and so they wanted to kind of create some sort of reason for them to be able to get out of the the home purchase or maybe some reason for somebody to might want to buy the house and pay more for it but personally I don't really believe it I don't think it's like a more uh, populated enough area at the time to even gain enough traction to get potential buyers of the home and if anything I think it might have ruined their reputation more than helping them gain anything. A couple weeks after this sighting there was another one that was a little bit less scary on the end of the people who saw him where it was three people in a car and they were driving across Highway 71 and they said that they saw this big creature run across the street and they stopped and they saw tracks of these you know three-toed footprints and they let people know hey we saw this big thing go across the street and now we're seeing these tracks that are left at that point people started 
seeing tracks all around. And one of the most common, most popular sightings of these Sasquatch tracks was a soybean farmer who also owned a gas station. Now, he said that he saw the tracks going from his farm to the woods. And people were really invested in this. People were really interested in this because it fits, you know, the the MO of the monster that he would be going out towards the woods and that he would leave tracks that it was all kind of in line and people believed it. Well, people stopped believing it a little bit because he was selling replicas of the tracks at his gas station. So people became a little bit more like, oh, you know, if there's any profit incentive involved, it takes away the credibility a little bit and it makes people not really want to be on your side. So at this point, they actually put bounties on the monster. There was a radio show in Little Rock and they told people we're going to give you just a little over a thousand dollars if you can hunt down this monster and show us proof that it exists but that never happened it actually got a little bit out of hand with people who were sasquatch hunting that the sheriff at the time leslie greer had to put a temporary gun ban in the area because the hunters the sasquatch hunters were acting so recklessly And I would venture to assume that they probably were not people who were good or experienced at handling a gun. So maybe a Bigfoot is dangerous roaming around your city, but I can go ahead and bet that a bunch of inexperienced people toting giant guns around is a little bit more dangerous. So got out of hand and he had to put a ban on guns at the time. The reason why most people know anything about the folk monster today is because very shortly after all this mania started, there was a movie made. So in 1973, there was a movie and it was called The Legend of Boggy Creek. And it kind of tells the story of these giant hulking Sasquatch-like figures roaming around the Boggy Creek area and being really creepy and kind of has the the premise of, you know, they're watching you and you're not alone in the woods, which is a very scary is a very scary theme for me personally, not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of really country areas because it's creepy. I don't like it. And they shot this in kind of a documentary style. You know, at the time, that was kind of a newer concept, shooting it in a way of maybe this is real, maybe this isn't. You know, if you know anything about horror, that was kind of a thing at the time around the 70s. And so it was this documentary style and it got a lot of traction at first and people wanted to visit, and people wanted to hear about the monster, and the movie did really well. And eventually, just like anything in pop culture, the hype died down. But there is something particularly special about the horror community, where they'll take little, often indie films, or 
you know, movies that don't have a lot of funding, movies that didn't really do very well at the time, and they'll latch onto them and make these movies cult classics. You know, I think I can think of a modern example of that with uh, the movie that had Megan Fox and Amanda, I think her name's Amanda Seyfried, Seinfried, I don't know how it's pronounced, it doesn't matter, um, called Jennifer's Body, where the movie wasn't super well received, people didn't really think very highly of it, but then later on, you know, it's been 10, 15 years since the movie came out, it has become kind of a staple of, if you like horror, you have to see this movie, and so this is kind of what the legend of Boggy Creek became, especially since if you do see, you know, I watched the trailer, I looked at it, and it is really, it does a really good job at capturing the eeriness that I think that you can only really achieve with uh, the documentary style where, you know, it's maybe it's real, maybe it's not. And also, I think there's something to be said for shooting in film and not digitally enhancing stuff. Um, it makes it a lot. I mean, you're not looking at a bunch of CGI. <laughs> CGI isn't scary. I don't. It's not scary. So, I think the movie, at least based on the trailer, looks pretty cool. It looks interesting, and it it looks like something that would make me scared. So I <laughs> I won't be watching it. But it did end up becoming a series, and just like kind of anything that is successful in especially later on in time I'm assuming that it was kind of bastardized because there is like four or five I think it's five different uh, Legend of Boggy Creek movies one of them coming out as recently as uh, 2011 so you know they're just gonna keep milking it as long as they can <laughs> because it has been 40 50 years since the first one came out Today, the people of folk Arkansas definitely lean in to their monster. I think this is kind of a, a situation like Roswell, where maybe some people, some locals aren't a big fan, but overall, it did do pretty well for the city. It was, you know, a very rural area, not very populated, but because of the folk monster, the people of the city are able to make a living and survive. A really popular area is uh, for monster hunters is called the Monster Mart. Um, it's definitely worth looking up uh, a picture of this place. It's really awesome. It was originally kind of just a convenience store, but it's now become more of the town's gift shop slash museum. And the owner you know, he's a big proponent of the monster. He's a really big fan of the monster and he's able to make a living and hire employees and, you know, survive off of the hype for this monster. They get tourists who come in and they buy shirts and whatever, but they also are kind of a local, a staple in the community. People know them. People know this is the place for anything having to do with our town's little monster. And so, in the Monster Mart, they keep a record, kind of, of the town sightings. And they do have uh, 
a kind of like a little museum, kind of like a little area where you can look at stuff. And to this day, they still have people coming in, telling them about sightings that they just recently had and bringing in pictures as well, uh, as well as um, molds of footprints that they might have found. Um, and there was even a couple that in May of 2017, so very recently, they went in and they told the people there that they actually were in the Boggy Creek and they just saw him, the folk monster, standing there by a tree, which, you know, I think a tree is a, pr <laughs> a pretty good a pretty good unit of measurement to see if there's a giant hulking monster. It's like, hmm, is it just an optical illusion or, you know, does he just look this big? Oh, no, he's sitting next to a tree and he's huge. So they said that they saw him by this tree. Um, and fortunately, he didn't seem very aggressive. He wasn't throwing rocks or anything. <laughs> um, so they just saw him chilling over there and let the people of the town know. Um, something that I think is kind of funny is the mayor. His name is Terry Purvis, and he is pretty involved in the monster community in his in his area. He hangs around the Monster Mart, and he himself does have people call in and tell him about sightings as well. And in his time living there, he's asked people, you know, have you guys seen it? Have you guys seen it? And he says, yeah, people tell him they have seen it and that it's not very uncommon for people who grew up in the area to have seen it, you know, uh, in the years that they've been there. Now, he personally says that he hasn't seen it, but he also says that he loves the guy because <laughs> he's provided so much for the community um, in, in the way of tourism for the hotels, for the Monster Mart, for the restaurants even for, you know, the uh, the outdoor shops and stuff like that. It's a really big hunting area. So people might go and stock up on supplies like lanterns and tents or something if they want to go do an overnight uh, Sasquatch hunt. But something very interesting is in 2017, somebody actually enacted the Freedom of Information Act against the mayor. And they said, okay, you know, I'm going to do uh, a FOIA and I'm going to say, you need to tell us everything you know about this monster. If you have any information that you're withholding from the public, we have a legal right to know. So you need to tell me what you know about the monster. And this was really surprising to him because he's always been very open about his feelings about the monster and... Uh, you know, he said he hasn't, he's never seen it himself, but he sure is willing to talk to people about it. You know, I watched an interview with him where he was going on and on about the monster. He does not, he does not try to pretend there's no monster. He does not try to pretend, you know, that these people are crazy and that it doesn't exist. He's fully, okay, sure. Like, if you guys say it's real, then I'm not going to argue with you. So he was pretty surprised, but he didn't have very much to say because, well, he's, He's always been really open about it. So unfortunately, um, not much was gained from doing that. Um, no new information came out about him. So the people there um, are really big fans of the folk monster. And so they actually hold a folk monster festival every year. It's a really good way to stimulate the local economy. It's a good way to just have some fun, kind of like a little like state fair almost um, for the town to just celebrate. And they also will raise funds 
um, for example, one year they decided to do like a charity thing where, you know, they had all these, you know, like food tents and, you know, tourist stuff, merchandise and stuff. And the proceeds went towards the local school system. So not only is the monster good for the economy, he's also good for the local town and the education of the people in folk Arkansas. The folk monster is a little bit special in that unlike a lot of other cryptids, especially ones that are, you know, there's very well documented sightings of the monster, this one, people don't really try to dissect what it could be. A lot of people just accept it as, you know, like, yeah, we got this monster that just lurks around our town <laughs> in the outskirts of, you know, the town. And I think that's it's really interesting as to why that could be the case. The only thing that I saw is some people saying maybe it could have been a bear that Bobby Ford and his wife saw. So that's one particular instance that they think, okay, maybe we have an explanation for this one time, but not really anything else. <laughs> the other things don't really have, you know, any sort of explanation. Nobody's trying to come up for with, like, for example, what the people in the car might have seen, as well as what anybody else might have been seeing any time that they bring any pictures or stories or anything like that. So I think this one is particularly interesting because of that. Like, what is it about the folk monster that makes people not want to search for an explanation? And I have kind of two theories. Is one, people don't really know that anybody might actually believe in him. And this theory comes about because there is a movie about it. So some people might think, oh, there was a movie made about this monster. And so now the town, you know, has like a monster store and does like monster festivals, um, thinking that maybe the monster came about because of the movie instead of the movie coming out because of the monster. So that's one theory is that people think that maybe people think that no one's actually taking it seriously in the first place. So they're not even looking for an explanation. My other theory is that the people in the town might not want a rational explanation because he does bring in good tourism. He's also kind of a benevolent figure in that there was this one story with Bobby Ford back in the 70s where he did try to physically attack. But other than that, he just hangs out. <laughs> you know, people see him and say that he's just standing there or just walking around the the woods so maybe nobody cares nobody they're like no oh, you know well he's just a guy and if he's doing something so boring and mundane as just standing there or just walking around maybe nobody cares to figure out what this monster is because he's not terrorizing the city if anything he's done good for the city so they don't want a logical explanation as to what he could be because if they have a logical explanation then people won't care anymore people won't go sasquatch hunting in the area people won't come around for the festival because you know if it's aliens or just an owl or whatever <laughs> nobody nobody cares although they might care a little bit if it's an alien but you get what i'm saying 
if they find a way to justify and to explain the monster, it takes away a lot of the good that the monster has done for the community. So why look for an explanation that's going to ruin your livelihood, you know? If you couldn't tell, I am a big fan of Bigfoot and all his little variants, especially ones that are specific, you know, like there's a specific monster in a specific area versus, you know, oh yeah, there's Bigfoot and then there's, you know, like a Yeti, you know, where it's still kind of vague and, you know, this guy's got a name. That's what I like about it. (laughs) He's got a name, he's got a history, and he's got a whole town rallying behind him. So I really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed doing some of the research about him. I mean, he's famous. He's got a movie about him. How exciting is that? We get to talk about a celebrity today. (laughs) So uh, again, sorry I didn't put out one last week. I just didn't want to put out a bad episode about a guy that I like so much. So anyways, stick around every Tuesday because I will keep doing what I've been doing, talking about uh, creatures, monsters, aliens, whatever the heck I want to talk about. And until next time, you guys stay spooky. Bye.